Moroni Chapter 10 Moroni determines to close his record with a farewell message to the Lamanites. In the first verse, he makes it clear that he is addressing the Lamanites of the latter days. He refers to them as his brethren. He wants them to know that this is the finale of his long and eventful career. Now I, Moroni, write somewhat as seemeth me good, and I write unto my brethren the Lamanites. And I would that they should know that more than four hundred and twenty years have passed away since the sign was given of the coming of Christ. And I seal up these records after I have spoken a few words by way of exhortation unto you. Moroni says he is sealing up these records in 421 A.D. This means that he has been alone and in hiding for many years. Behold, I would exhort you that when ye shall read these things, if it be wisdom in God that ye should read them, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men, from the creation of Adam even down unto the time that ye shall receive these things, and ponder it in your hearts. And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true, and if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost ye may know the truth of all things. This is one of the most courageous and challenging messages in the entire Book of Mormon. Moroni invites any person who has an opportunity to read this divinely preserved record to carefully ponder its contents. It contains a sacred message, and Moroni invites the reader to test its truthfulness by asking God to verify its divinity by a direct revelation. He promises the reader that if he or she will sincerely study the Book of Mormon and ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ whether or not it is true, the Father will manifest the truth of it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Moroni wants us to know that the Book of Mormon is a second witness that Jesus is indeed the Christ. Hundreds of thousands of modern Lamanites and Gentiles have asked the Father whether or not the Book of Mormon was true, and they have received the absolute conviction confirmed by the Holy Ghost that it is indeed true, and therefore Moroni's promise has been literally fulfilled as they have received a divine testimony of this great book. And whatsoever thing is good is just and true. Wherefore nothing that is good denieth the Christ, but acknowledgeth that he is. And ye may know that he is by the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore I would exhort you that ye deny not the power of God, for he worketh by power according to the faith of the children of men, the same today and tomorrow and forever. Moroni anxiously desires each person who has gained a testimony of this divine record 
that he has received this testimony as a gift from God. But this testimony is only one of the many gifts of God that a believer in Christ can receive. He therefore says, And again, I exhort you, my brethren, that ye deny not the gifts of God, for they are many, and they come from the same God. And there are different ways that these gifts are administered, but it is the same God who worketh all in all. And they are given by the manifestations of the Spirit of God unto men, to profit them. For behold, to one is given by the Spirit of God, that he may teach the word of wisdom, and to another, that he may teach the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, and to another exceeding great faith, and to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, and again to another that he may work mighty miracles, and again to another that he may prophesy concerning all things and again to another, the beholding of angels and ministering spirits, and again to another, all kinds of tongues, and again to another, the interpretation of languages and of divers kinds of tongues. And all these gifts come by the Spirit of Christ, and they come unto every man severally according as he will. And I would exhort you, my beloved brethren, that ye remember that every good gift cometh of Christ. Moroni also wants to emphasize that God never withdraws these gifts from the human family unless they cease to believe in the Savior and his gospel. And I would exhort you, my beloved brethren, that ye remember that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever and that all these gifts of which I have spoken, which are spiritual, never will be done away, even as long as the world shall stand, only according to the unbelief of the children of men. Now Moroni wants to comment on the three great gospel principles which his father had mentioned in his epistle set forth in chapter 7. Wherefore there must be faith, and if there must be faith, there must also be hope. And if there must be hope, there must also be charity. And except ye have charity, ye can in no wise be saved in the kingdom of God. Neither can ye be saved in the kingdom of God if ye have not faith. Neither can ye if ye have no hope. And if ye have no hope, ye must needs be in despair and despair cometh because of iniquity. And Christ truly said unto our fathers, If ye have faith, ye can do all things which are expedient unto me. Nevertheless, Moroni knows that this record may fall into the hands of the unrighteous, those who have offended the revelatory spirit of God, and therefore receive no witness. He therefore says, and now I speak unto all the ends of the earth, that if the day cometh that the power and gifts of God shall be done away among you, it shall be because of unbelief. And woe be unto the children of men if this be the case. 
for there shall be none that doeth good among you, no, not one. For if there be one among you that doeth good, he shall work by the power and gifts of God. And woe unto them who shall do these things away and die, for they die in their sins, and they cannot be saved in the kingdom of God. And I speak it according to the words of Christ, and I lie not. Of course, the final test will occur when mankind appear before God at the time of the final judgment. In complete fearlessness, he says, And I exhort you to remember these things, for the time speedily cometh, that ye shall know that I lie not. For ye shall see me at the bar of God, and the Lord God will say unto you, Did I not declare my words unto you? which were written by this man, like as one crying from the dead, yea, even as one speaking out of the dust, I declare these things unto the fulfilling of the prophecies. And behold, they shall proceed forth out of the mouth of the everlasting God, and his word shall hiss forth from generation to generation. And God shall show unto you that that which I have written is true. And since the teachings in the Book of Mormon are true, then Moroni feels compelled to make this final appeal. And again I would exhort you that ye would come unto Christ and lay hold upon every good gift and touch not the evil gift nor the unclean thing. Moroni makes a special appeal to the house of Israel, whoever they are and wherever they are. And awake, and arise from the dust, O Jerusalem, yea, and put on thy beautiful garments, O daughter of Zion, and strengthen thy stakes, and enlarge thy borders forever, that thou mayest no more be confounded that the covenants of the Eternal Father which he hath made unto thee, O house of Israel, may be fulfilled. Yea, come unto Christ, and be perfected in him, and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. And if ye shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness, and love God with all your might, mind, and strength, then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace ye may be perfect in Christ. And if by the grace of God ye are perfect in Christ, ye can in no wise deny the power of God. And again, if ye by the grace of God are perfect in Christ, and deny not his power, then are ye sanctified in Christ by the grace of God through the shedding of the blood of Christ, which is in the covenant of the Father unto the remission of your sins, that ye become holy without spot. It is not easy to say farewell to the illustrious Moroni. We will not hear from him again until he appears before the youthful Joseph Smith on September the 21st, 1823. Four years later, Moroni turned over to Joseph Smith the plates of the Book of Mormon, and in 1830 they were published to the world. 
Meanwhile, here are the final words of Moroni as a mortal being. He said, And now I bid unto all farewell. I soon go to rest in the paradise of God, until my spirit and body shall again reunite, and I am brought forth triumphant through the air to meet you before the pleasing bar of the great Jehovah, the eternal judge of both quick and dead. Amen. Now that we have finished the entire Book of Mormon, you are to be congratulated, and we would like to extend an invitation to you. You are invited to join a growing body of Latter-day Saints who have committed themselves to listen to at least a tape a week of the Book of Mormon for the rest of their lives. This will achieve three important purposes. First, it will make you increasingly familiar with the Book of Mormon and help you recall the intimate details of this sacred record. Second, it will help you embrace the deeper doctrines of the Book of Mormon so that you can feel comfortable when explaining them to others. Third, if thousands of Latter-day Saints are listening to at least one tape of the Book of Mormon each week, it would eventually help remove the condemnation of the church and result in the Lord revealing to the present prophet the precious scriptures which the Lord has deliberately withheld until they are anxious and worthy to receive these additional treasures of scripture. Here is how we learn that the church is under this blanket of condemnation. On September the 2nd, 1832, a group of missionaries joyfully returned from their fields of labor and came to Joseph Smith to hear what the Lord might say concerning their efforts. No doubt these missionaries were shocked to hear the Lord call them to repentance. Here are his words. And your minds in times past have been darkened because of unbelief, and because you have treated lightly the things you have received, which vanity and unbelief have brought the whole church under condemnation. And this condemnation resteth upon the children of Zion, even all. And they shall remain under this condemnation until they repent and remember the new covenant, even the Book of Mormon and the former commandments which I have given them, not only to say, but to do according to that which I have written. When the Lord's condemnation is lifted, there are precious treasures of Scripture waiting to be revealed. Mormon tells us about a large quantity of Scripture which he was about to record when the Lord said, And these things have I written, which are a lesser part of the things which he taught the people, and I have written them to the intent that they may be brought again unto this people from the Gentiles, according to the words which Jesus hath spoken. And when they shall have received this, which is expedient that they should have first to try their faith, and if it shall so be that they shall believe these things, then shall the greater things be made manifest unto them. And if it so be that they will not believe these things, then shall the greater things be withheld from them unto their condemnation. Behold, I was about to write them, all which were engraven upon the plates of Nephi, but the Lord forbade it, saying, I will try the faith of my people, 
In 4th Nephi, we learn that almost immediately after Jesus completed his ministry among the Nephites, they set up a complete order of Zion, and it lasted nearly 200 years. We think that this was part of the scripture Mormon was not allowed to include in the Book of Mormon. But eventually, we too must set up a complete order of Zion. And if what we have surmised is correct, we will need those scriptures. Mormon says he put everything Jesus taught the Nephites on the large plates of Nephi. And Mormon was told that we can have the complete record as soon as the modern members of the church have proven worthy to receive them. Therefore, we believe that if we can have thousands of Latter-day Saints listening to at least a tape a week from the Book of Mormon, it will send a message to our Heavenly Father that we do appreciate what He has given us and we are anxious to have more. So this might be adopted as our slogan, quote, from now on, at least a tape a week, unquote. Let's become worthy to receive the rest of the Book of Mormon. If you liked this podcast and would like access to other materials by W. Cleon Skousen, you can find them online at skousenlibrary.com.